When you're working and you want or need more money, you can do things like work overtime, get a new job, or even take a second job. In retirement, your opportunities for more money are limited, and Social Security isn't enough. On today's show, we'll highlight five sources of retirement income to think about. Welcome in to Retirement Room. Welcome into Retirement Rue. We have the Simons of Simon & Simon Financial, the power behind the program. Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries, and folks, we talk retirement topics each and every week from estate and legacy planning to safe money strategies, Social Security and tax planning, Medicare planning. It's all in there, folks. Make sure you have a plan, and it's working for you. Now, there's going to be an opportunity coming up during the program to Get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial. No cost or obligation, so stay tuned. We'll tell you more about that as we move along. So creating income in retirement is one of the main goals, right? The good news is we've got some ideas for you to consider, all right? So sources uh, for retirement income to think about once you're retired. So, Chad, let's go. Your health savings account, that's a way to go. That's right, Morgan. If you've got a high deductible health insurance plan like many workers do, you may be able to set up what's called a health savings account or an HSA. I know a lot of people are aware of these, which can help you pay for qualifying medical expenses on a pre-tax basis. It's great and it'll save you money, but there's even more to like about HSAs than people typically think about. Um, once you turn 65, you can actually spend that money on anything, any out-of-pocket Medicare-related expenses except for your Medicare supplement premium. You can actually use it for your Medicare Advantage premium if you have one, um, but pretty much any sums not spent on qualifying health ex care expenses will count as taxable income to you, just like withdrawals from a traditional IRA or 401k account. So an HSA account can serve as a good retirement savings account even after retirement. Since retirees often face healthy you know, health expenses after retirement, you may end up spending much of the account along the way, saving on taxes in the process. Folks, we are just hitting, you know, things that you can do, things that you have at your leisure when it comes to creating income once you're in retirement. So again, five sources we've talked about. The first one, health savings account. What about dividends, Chad? Yeah, you know, you might not think of dividends as, as kind of an unexpected income source in retirement. There's a good chance you're not taking them seriously enough, um, especially now. If you're not using them, obviously, they're a great source of income. But if you're not using them, it's kind of like uh, reinvesting at the bottom of the market, especially since with everything that's going on in the market. And, you know, the good thing about when you're young, you're making contributions. You're not worried about the ups and downs of the market like you typically are. If you have dividends, those dividends, especially if they're reinvested, are kind of like buying those dips or, or reducing your dollar cost average, which bumps your returns in the long run. So you may be expecting a few hundred dollars here and there at most, uh, um, and, and that's how it is, but that, that's how it has, has to be. Um, whether you like it or not, depending on what kind of funds you have. So, but just give you an example, if you have a portfolio with a bunch of healthy and growing dividend paying stocks in it, maybe it'll set yourself up an income stream that rivals even Social Security. For example, if you have a half million dollar portfolio that has an overall dividend yield of 4%, you can expect to receive 20000 or more per year in dividends just alone. Uh, if even better, if the income will arrive without your having to sell any of your shares, right? So if it is in a non-qualified account, it's taxed as a ordinary, uh, as interest income um, inside of an IRA. If you don't use it, it <laughs> continues to grow tax deferred. So you hang in on those shares, and, ident and ideally, they will grow in great value. Great dividend players tend to increase their payouts over time, too. So I'm talking about Exxon, a lot of Shell oil companies. 
great dividend um, aristocrats, as they call them. Um, but so for some additional perspective, the average Social Security retirement benefit is about $1,661 per month or about $20,000 per year. So uh, the dividends can make a big difference. Sources of income once you are in retirement. And these are just things to think about uh, because once you're retired, obviously, um, you know, that paycheck stops. So the health savings account, that's a possibility. Dividends, possibility. And what about just living off the interest, Chad? Yeah, that's the point, right? Hopefully, uh, your advisor, you've got yourself in a situation where um, you're taking interest and the goal is to grow your money after the interest is taken out. At least that is for our clients. So interest can be another powerful source for retirement income. Um, Just right now, you know, as interest rates have been extremely low for many years, um, it's been a powerful source of extra income if you've been able to make a return that's comparable to the market or even 80 percent of the market Um, but inflation has been on the upswing and the federal reserve has signaled the increases uh, and the fed and the rates are on their way so if you have hundred thousand dollars in short-term investments and you're earning one percent interest uh, on it these days that's one thousand dollars in interest income it's better than nothing but it won't go far in retirement Um, so remember if you have uh, those assets that have dividend paying uh, abilities are if you're able to generate more growth than you're taking out and then it's like having someone go to work for you every day i mean there's two people so we use two ways to make income that's people at work or capital at work so maximizing those returns and living off the interest is obviously a big way to do it um you know remember that interest rates do fluctuate over time so remember in december 1980 interest was 21.5 percent hopefully we're not going back to something uh, like that with this current inflation swing i don't think we are Uh, i don't think we'll ever see the 80s again but it's certainly higher than it's used to and we've been kind of accustomed to 10 years of low interest rates with what the fed's done um, both on the monetary and fiscal side so um, growth is so critical for that reason, if you're able to live off the interest from your investments, it's a big deal. You're locked into Retirement Rue. We talk retirement each and every week here in the New Orleans market, powered by Simon & Simon Financial, Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. And right now, just hitting some sources of retirement income that you really need to think about. Uh, we've talked about the big three already, uh, health savings accounts, a possibility, uh, the dividends from your stocks, and then interest, living off the interest. And then if you have to go back, uh, man, create that side gig. That's a possibility. That's right. You know, we're in the gig economy, right? So if you're not being a cashier in a store or working for Walgreens, think about capitalizing on your skill set that you do have and something that you're maybe you're passionate about. Um, you know, there's driving for Uber. Um, if you're uh, were a teacher in a previous life or you have a skill like you pay, play an instrument, you know, it may be able to give language or music lessons to kids or adults. If you charge, let's say, $50 for a lesson and give six lessons per week, that's $300 a month in extra income or $300 a week in extra income, to which is about fifteen grand per year in additional income. That's, that's huge. Um, that makes quite the difference when you're living on a low fixed income, especially for those in retirement. So you might make things, you might things make things uh, to sell, such as sweaters or furniture or, or widgets. I would say that, um, you know, you, you see these craft stores, uh, the income can be a little more up and down. We've got a couple of clients that do that, and they really do it for the passion that they're 
isn't a lot of income to be made. Sometimes it's kind of up and down. Um, but if you have skill set, if you have a passion about something, you know, don't do something that you're, you're going to not like doing. That's not the point of retirement. But if you have a passion for something and you can monetize it, everyone's good at something. Um, that would be a great way to subsidize your income in retirement. One of the main goals, I mean, creating that income in retirement and how you go about doing it. We're talking about it today on Retirement Rue. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. No cost or obligation. Just kind of see where you are in your retirement planning. Uh, folks, there are a lot of you out there that are do-it-yourselfers and you're not working with someone. Man, this is a great opportunity to get started. You might be in the middle of something. Maybe uh, you just got questions about what's going on inside your portfolio. Get a second opinion. One of these spots on this the calendar could be for you as well. So sources of income once you are in retirement, we've talked about already health savings account, dividends off of your stocks, uh, living off the interest, maybe going out there and getting that side job, that side gig. And then last but not least, Chad, there's your house. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, your home may provide another unexpected income stream if you rent out space in it through services such as Airbnb and Expedia service like uh, uh, Verbo or VRBO. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, <laughs> but uh, we actually have a lot of clients that do this. Um, we've got a client who has a property in Pigeon Forge who he's rented out and made somewhere in the neighborhood of 10% on his money every year. And I think he bought it for $84,000 about three or four years ago, and he's selling it for almost 400000 or one of them for almost $400,000. So real estate, especially when inflation rises, real estate's a big, um, a, a great investment, uh, whether you want it for growth or for income, but especially for supplemental income. Um, you want to be careful, do the math. If you're going to finance it, all those things, uh, make sure it's not going to be a weight around your shoulder and make sure you can withstand um, low vacancies or, or low turnout or ups and downs in the real estate market. Um, but absolutely, your house or uh, additional income from additional investments. You know, depending on the accommodations, you can offer. Um, you know, your homes. Look, depending on your homes location, you may be able to get around a hundred to two hundred dollars per night or more. So, renting out the space for fourteen nights per year could generate fourteen hundred to twenty eight hundred dollars um, per week. So it's an extreme amount of income. Airbnb has kind of changed the game. Um, hotels don't like it, especially here in our tourist city of New Orleans. Um, but it's really made a huge difference. Um, if you've got an additional piece of property or even you've got a spare bedroom in your home, Airbnb, you turn yourself kind of into a hotel. Um, vacancies aren't as big of an issue and everyone's looking for a new place to travel, especially around the city of New Orleans. There's a lot of tourist attraction things here to do. Everyone wants to visit New Orleans at least once in their life. So it's a bucket list town. So uh, Airbnb or, or renting a space out would be a tremendous way to generate that extra income you may need. All right. Now's the time. We've got five spots. Chad, what's going to happen for the next five callers? That's right, Morgan. So for the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial financial plan. There's no cost or obligation to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income. 
All right, folks, we got five spots. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. This is courtesy service provided at no cost just to educate and enlighten. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. we got five spots. They will go fast, 800-728-2225. No matter what the market does, we still have to save for retirement. On today's show, we'll outline four ways your retirement strategy should change after you turn 50. Retirement Rue on the air. Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the team at Simon & Simon Financial. 88 combined years experience between these three, and they have helped hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and we talk retirement each and every week. Grant, let's get into this. After turning 50, it's time to start rethinking the way that you've always done things, and we are creatures of habit. You become a little bit more conservative with your investments, and you start planning ahead. So we wanted to go ahead and outline ways your retirement strategy should change once you hit the big 5-0. First one up, track down all of the accounts that are out there that you've created over the years, and maybe you've lost track of some. Yeah, that's exactly right, Morgan. So, you know, this is something that we see all the time. Somebody comes in, um, they're in their early 50s, around 50 years old, and they have accounts kind of spread everywhere. They have uh, an old 401k, they might have a couple of Roth IRAs that they set up, individual IRAs, and uh, brokerage accounts. So they've got, you know, maybe 15 accounts spread across their entire lifetime. The thing that you want to do when you do turn 50, you want to get those accounts consolidated as much as they possibly can be so that you get a good idea of what you're actually going to be working with when you start to approach retirement. We have something that we do called just an account breakdown, and it's a single sheet of paper, makes it very simple. We outline all the various accounts that you have, if they're Roth or individual, brokerage, joint, whatever they might be. But we put everything on one page, get an idea of how much you have invested in various types of assets, riskier assets, stocks, or in safer assets like bonds, CDs, annuities. And that gives us a broad picture of where you stand and it's easy to, to read, easy to follow, and it puts everything together. All right. You're nearing age 50. It's almost like we're creating a checklist for you. Make sure uh, you're doing all of these things. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. You can talk about this in person. Uh, but if you're in that 50 range, these are things you really need to start doing. So that first one, just track down all of the accounts that you've created over the years. That's number one. And then it's interesting, we talk about accumulating our entire lives, getting ready for retirement, but once you hit 50, maybe focus more on cutting costs and less on gathering. Yeah, and this is one of those situations where by the time you turn 50, I mean, really the bulk of your savings should already be done. Um, now, even if you're still working at 50 and continuing to save, continue to put money into your 401k, uh, because you have a shorter time period, before you're going to actually retire. Saving might not always be the most effective way. That is, accumulating assets might not always be the most effective way. At that point, it could be better to start cutting costs, both 
costs from a fee structure inside of your investments because over time fees can erode a dramatic amount of your uh, portfolio value. You might want to look at the lifestyle, the way that you've been spending. Maybe you cut a little costs down before retirement. So those, those reduced costs give you an extra leg up between age 50 and the day that you retire so that if you take a little bit of a cut today at 50, at 60, you're going to have that much more available for retirement, the years where you're going to want to travel and do your hobbies and and enjoy the money that you've been working so hard to accumulate. We are talking about strategy. We do it each and every week here on Retirement Rue with the Simons. Right now, Grant Simon spending some time with us, Simon and Simon Financial. There's also going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar, and you can have these conversations where you currently sit in your retirement planning process. Maybe you haven't started. be a great time to start. We've got five calendar spots. We're going to open up here in just a little bit. No cost or obligation, so listen up for that opportunity. So we're just talking about, again, ways that you're going to shift once you hit 50. Uh, at least think about these things. You know, make sure you're tracking down all of your accounts you've created over the years and make sure you know where they are uh, and you can work with those. Also, you know, cutting costs as opposed to accumulating. That's another way to go. And what about strategizing your approach to Social Security? I mean, we talk about social all the time, uh, but now's the opportunity to really plan it out when you're going to take it, when's the most optimum time uh, to put that number in. Yeah, obviously, when you're in your 30s and early 40s, you're not thinking very much about Social Security. I mean, a lot of people that are in their 30s and 40s, they never think they're actually going to get Social Security. But once you turn 50, you start thinking about this more and more. It becomes that much more important to you because you're approaching the time where you actually can start receiving Social Security. So starting the planning process of figuring out exactly when is the time that you're going to plan to take Social Security is critical to making sure that it's going to coincide properly with when you're going to retire, if you're taking a part-time job, uh, what type of income are you going to need to replace your work income. All these things come into play. So doing the proper Social Security planning and trying to maximize those benefits becomes ever more important. And, you know, Chad says this all the time, there's no wrong or right way to take Social Security. It really is based on an individual's needs, goals, and objectives. But there are things that you can do that can really mess you up in taking Social Security. If you take it early, you're still working. There's all kinds of earnings limitations, tax implications. So you want to make sure that you get this part right. Yeah, it's it's part of the plan, folks. I mean, when, you, when you're talking about retirement, you know, Social Security is going to be a piece of what you are doing and how that fits in with everything else, all the puzzle pieces we talk about all the time. Social Security uh, is a big puzzle piece of your retirement picture. So make sure uh, you're having that type of conversation when it comes uh, to your retirement, especially when you turn 50 and you're a little bit older and you're thinking about all the things that are out there and you got to bring it all together to form your retirement package. Uh, Grant, let's get to this last one. Uh, it's it's an interesting one too because you know as you get into your fifties and you've you've mentioned thirties and forties and people are just saving and accumulating and you know they're out there and they're they're playing the market they're they're maybe they're working with someone maybe they're doing it themselves uh, but as you turn fifty your mindset has to change a little bit and you have to go conservative. 
Yeah, well, this is something that's pretty intuitive to most people. Generally, as you get older, your investment should become more conservative. Uh, if you have most of your retirement funds invested in stocks, when you turn 50, you know, it, it's probably time for you to reconsider how your funds or are invested. Now, that this is a balancing act. You don't want to get so conservative at age 50. Say you're going to work till 65. Many people think that that's their target age. So you turn 50. And now you're saying, okay, I'm going to get more conservative. You don't want to swing that pendulum so far back to safety or conservative investments that you go 15 years of dramatically reducing your returns. But what you should do is once you turn 50 and each year as you get closer to retirement, you want to gradually move your investments to more conservative investments, really about five years before you retire, the year of retirement and the five years after you've retired. Those are the probably the most important years of your retirement, retirement lifetime. Because if you take a major fall in your portfolio right before you start taking income or right after you start taking income, you can get in a hole so deep that you might not ever be able to climb out of it. And then you have to make some really difficult decisions like, do I have to go back to work or do I have to dramatically cut my standard of living in retirement? So if you do it right, if you're progressing from age 50 to retirement age and you're gradually moving those investments into more safety styled investments, safer investments, then you will generally be much better than having all of your money in stocks and then one day saying, okay, I'm two years away from retirement, got to turn everything over to safety. That's a dangerous way to do it. Each and every week we get into retirement topics and the listeners are out there going, wow, I had no idea. Uh, there's so many things to consider. Well, there are, folks. Uh, you have to have a plan as you move towards retirement. And if you're 50 plus, I mean, really, you need to get started now. So now's the opportunity to get on the counter at Simon & Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. Grant, what's going to happen for the next five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. Now, there's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. Folks, we're super proud here at Retirement Roo Radio to just be shedding light on so many different topics when it comes to retirement. And we see so many folks struggling with just the planning process. Well, now's the opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. If you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. And right now, uh, you can create that roadmap to get you where you want to be. And you talk about your goals in retirement, and then that roadmap will help you get there. Here's the number, five spots. They will go fast, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Remember, if you've got at least 200000 saved towards retirement, uh, these 
strategies are going to work best for you. The number, here it is, 800-728-2225. One more time, 800-728-2225. When we come back, we'll take a look at five ways retirement is scarier than many seniors expected. Welcome back into Retirement Rule Radio. We have Simon and Simon Financial, the power behind the program. Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon. And we are now going to talk about some scary stuff. No, I, I know it's not Halloween, uh, but we're going to talk about some scary things. A recent survey from the American Advisors Group of more than 1,500 Americans between the ages of 60 and 75, and some startling numbers came back on this. So we wanted to look at five ways that seniors are a little freaked out when it comes to retirement. And folks, Grant, we'll start with you. Number one, inflation. And man, we've seen a spike, so there's big concern there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is obviously one that's been in the news, but you don't have to watch the news to know that inflation is here and it's real. Every time you go to the gas station or to the grocery store or buy just about anything, everyone is noticing how much prices are going up. You know, and really inflation had remained under control for decades, literally decades. And I think it kind of lulled everyone into this false sense of security that if prices would remain low, interest rates would remain low, and there would just be never ending growth. But in the last year, we've really had a wake up call. Uh, about two thirds of American seniors, 66% in that study, fear that economic inflation will damage their retirement. Um, and the current concern is equally widespread among widowed or divorced senior women with nearly three quarters or 72 percent expressing worry. Uh, inflation is one of those things where it can get out of control very, very quickly, and it's exceptionally difficult to rein back in. In fact, if you go back in our nation's history, there has never been an example of the Fed's easing their foot on the brake, controlling inflation. What they have to do usually is they wait too long, they slam their foot on the brake, raise interest rates too fast, and essentially shoot the economy in the face. Tell you some stats that are coming out of this survey. Again, American Advisors Group um, taking a poll, 1,500 Americans between the ages of 60 and 75. And, and these are some scary numbers, folks. And these are the things that are concerning this group of Americans between the ages of 60 and 75. So inflation, top of the list. Next up. And, and along with inflation, just expenses, they're going to be higher, Grant. Yeah. During our working years, most of us have some anxiety about whether we will have enough money to last through retirement. That's a natural fear. It's just part of human psychology. Um, but as it turns out, those fears are pretty well founded. Uh, more than half of seniors surveyed, 53%, say the cost of living is higher than they anticipated. Um, and then if you look at widowed or divorced senior women, uh, they're the most surprised with 61% saying post-work life is more expensive than they expected it to be. There's also another part of this, and that is the fact that as we are living longer and healthier lives with the advances in medicine, if you are living longer, now your assets have to stretch longer than what you might 
have thought they were going to have to stretch for. A lot of people say, you know, my dad and mom died at 75. Well, the chances are you and your spouse are going to live longer than age 75. So we've got both expenses rising, but we've also got people living longer. And with that comes both the longevity risk as well as the potential inflation risk. You're locked into Retirement Rue. We talk retirement each and every week here in the New Orleans market. Simon & Simon Financial, the power behind the program, Grant, Simon, Chad, Simon, Father Gerald, Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. And again, between these three, 88 combined years experience and the retirement discussion is rolling on, folks. If you've got a situation, you've got some concern, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. Talk about your retirement situation. Maybe you don't have a situation. Maybe you haven't started planning. Well, one of those spots, that'd be a great time to do it. Maybe you're in the middle of something. You've got questions. Get a second opinion. Uh, one of those spots could be for you as well. But these are five ways that retirement is a little different, maybe even scarier for seniors as we move forward. We've talked about inflation. We've talked about you know just expenses being higher. Uh, and then just the, the overall financial stability, Grant. I mean, it's very hard to achieve, especially right now. It's a little bit rocky. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, when prices go up, it makes it that much harder to actually save. You know, that's the the hidden tax in inflation. Everything becomes more difficult. Uh, but financial stability it, in general is hard to achieve. You know, it's well documented that a majority of workers have scant savings and are just a paycheck or two away from financial difficulty. Before retiring, obviously, most of us hope to build a nest egg big enough to keep us afloat through both the good times and the bad times. Uh, but more than one third, 36% of seniors and nearly half, 44% of widowed or divorced senior women say that they have accumulated less money than they expected to by this point in their lives. And that really gets to the reasons and the importance behind making sure that along the way you are paying yourself first. And what I mean by that is, is when you get a paycheck, the very first bill that should come out is the bill that you send to either your 401k, your IRA, or whatever it might be. That is the very first bill that you should really pay. So I, I, most people go along through life and they say, okay, well, I'll catch up next week or I'll catch up next month or I'll catch up next year. Next year will be a better year. Really, it is so much better if you just consistently put money into your accounts, even if it's a smaller amount, even if you have to go down, but always pay yourself first, especially if you have a 401k that matches, you want to at least get the match. And if you do that over time, you will be greatly rewarded for it. We are talking retirement with the Simons. Simon and Simon Financial in the New Orleans market. They are the power behind Retirement Rue, and you are tuned into the program that talks retirement each and every week. And these are just five ways retirement is a little bit scarier for seniors uh, right now. And we've talked about inflation. We've talked about expenses being higher. We've talked about just financial instability. Uh, it, it's out there, folks. You have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Chad, let's bring you in and just talk about maybe the biggest fear out there and you just run out of money. I mean, that is the number one fear. So very important to plan and make sure you're covered. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, a few things are more frightening, right, than uh, in retirement seeing the needle on your savings gauge hit empty or close to empty or head towards empty, right? Um, according to the survey, just one, uh, just shy of one third of all seniors, about thirty percent, expect to outlive their money, which is a truly horrifying prospect. Among widowed and divorced senior women, Grant talked about this earlier. The number actually rises to thirty-four percent. Yeah, perhaps the scariest thing about money woes during retirement is that there is no prospect of future paychecks bailing you out. Right, um, for the first time in your life, money's coming out, not going in, unless you obviously return to work, which is ideally no one's perfect example of retirement. Uh, But more than one third, about 37% of older Americans and an unsettling 50% of widowed or divorced senior women say they must increase their cash flow if they're able to live comfortably the way they've, uh, you know, they've learned to become expected the life they've uh, become accustomed to. So, you know, the best way to boost your cash flow is to, is to, is to get a job at least part-time. If that's not in the game plan, then do what Grant talked about earlier. The first paycheck you make is to yourself. That first check you're right the first bill you pay uh contribute to those 401ks save early and often and make a plan and stick with it folks we're talking about this survey american advisors group did 1500 americans between the ages of 60 and 75 and and really the numbers that came out of that are are a concern i mean five ways that seniors are absolutely panicking about retirement inflation uh, expenses being higher uh, financial stability being very hard to achieve maybe the money is running out that is scary and just cash flow problems now you know have that conversation make sure your plan is covering all of your bases the opportunity to get on the calendar at simon and simon financial is here and folks we're going to open up five spots right now chad what's going to happen for the next five callers Yep. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show you how you possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we will create a customized income plan utilizing proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income. All right, folks, if you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. And the goal of the show, help you make the best decision. We've got five spots. They will go fast. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Peace of mind, enlightenment, education. It's about your retirement. Make sure you have a plan. We've got five spots. They will go fast. 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. Call now. We're crafting answers to your questions. Details when we come right back. Retirement Rue on the air in New Orleans. We have the Simons of Simon and Simon Financial, Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon and Simon Financial. Between the father-son trio, 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and we throw the topics out and they debate them. They talk about them. And you're going to have questions about what's going on with your retirement situation. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial. 
No cost or obligation. Listen up for that. So it's Q&A. We'll have five spots immediately following question and answer. We'll open those up for you. All right. So Q&A. Grant, you get the first one. Metairie is the location. Jane is there. Here's the question. I'm 50 and I have 14 years remaining on a 15-year mortgage at a rate under 3%. Should I pay off my mortgage now or keep making payments, realizing that if inflation remains high, I can pay off my mortgage over time with cheaper dollars? I could then invest my current funds in conservative high-yield stocks at about 5%. Yeah, Jane, uh, this is something that we run into all the time uh, in in our business. People ask us this very same question literally every single week. Um, I can tell you, since you're already doing a 15-year mortgage, which is shorter than the typical 30-year mortgage, you're already paying it off uh, sooner than most people pay off a mortgage. But the point, the very astute point that you made, which is realizing that if inflation does remain high, you're paying off your mortgage over time with cheaper dollars. That is very, very true. And the other part that is so important is instead of sending extra money every month to pay off your mortgage sooner, if you were to invest those same dollars, 15 years from now, you will have a paid off house and a pile of money in your investment account. If you were to pay off your mortgage, let's say in the next five years, yes, you will have a paid off mortgage, but 10 years from now, you're at 10 years from that point, you will not have as much in your investment account as you would had you done option A, which is not paying it off early, taking those dollars you would have sent to the mortgage and invested them. That is the right way to go, especially when your rate uh, on your mortgage is under 3%. Q&A, rolling on. Retirement Rue, that's the program you're locked into, powered by Simon & Simon Financial. There's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar, no cost or obligation. Talk about your retirement situation. That is coming up. All right, Laplace is our next location. George is there. Grant, question to you. What should I do with RMD funds after paying taxes if there is currently no need for the funds and I want them to grow with limited risk? Yeah, George, this is also a question that we get quite often. You know, if you're fortunate enough to um, be at a point where you're being forced to take out your required minimum distributions from your IRAs or 401ks, any of your qualified funds, but you don't actually need that income to live off on, you basically have two choices. You can pay the taxes that are due and then take the net, invest the funds and let it continue to grow. The second thing that you can do if taxes are an issue is you can donate a portion of your required minimum distribution and remove it from your taxes. It's called a charitable donation. And so if you let's say you got a RMD of $20,000, which is all taxable to you, you might donate 5000 of it to take that off your tax return, pay the taxes on the 15 and then invest the difference. So there are a couple of things that you can do that can help you to continue to save those funds. There is very little that you can do to completely remove it from your taxes. You've got to pay taxes on it unless you donate it to charity. And then after you pay the taxes, the real issue is being able to reinvest those funds and have them grow for you. Q&A, always very interesting because you get a, a feel for what other people are going through when it comes to their retirement planning and their accounts. 
and you're going to have questions about what's going on with your retirement, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial immediately following Q&A. So we've got a few more questions for you. Chad, jump in on this one. Uh, Mandeville, the location. Glenn is there. Here's the question. I'm planning to retire at 62, but I won't collect Social Security until I'm 67. Will I still get increased benefits even though I hadn't worked the last five years? Yeah. Hey, Glenn. Um, thanks for the question. Uh, so absolutely. So there's three ways that Social Security benefits increase over time, and that is through uh, work. So Social Security uses the top 35 years of your work history. So if you've worked 30 years, they take the top um, 30 years after 35, if you work 36, 37, 40 years, they only use the top 35 highest income years to calculate your um, income, your uh, your what's called your uh there's a calculation to determine based on how many years you work, based on those top 35 years, how they get to your Social Security benefits. So they, so work is the way it increases. Um, the other one is through cost of living adjustments. So although you won't get any increases because of work, since you're not work, uh, working any longer, you will continue to get COLA, cost of living adjustments. Um, just last year, we had a COLA of 5.9%, um, which was the highest, I think, in 20-something years. Um, and that's because, obviously, inflation was higher. So short answer is yes, even though you're not working, your Social Security benefit um, will continue to grow until you take it at your full retirement age, I assume, which is 67. Thanks for the question, though. Retirement Rue, question and answer immediately following Q&A. You're going to get that opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. Talk about your retirement situation, no cost or obligation. Next question up from Kenner. Uh, Belinda is there. Here's the question. Chad, handle it for us. I've heard you talk about how now might be a good time to roll over a simple IRA into a Roth IRA. Is that something I can do myself or do I need help? Yeah. Hey, Belinda, thanks for the question. Um, you know, there are there are a lot of firms, a lot of advisors out there that are uh, more bullish on Roth conversions than I think we are as a firm. And that's for a couple of reasons for that. Um, and a couple of good reasons to think Roth conversions may be, may be the way to go. First is, you know, the government has spent an unprecedented amount of money. Um, we cannot continue to spend money like this without uh, paying the reapers, so to speak. We're going to have to eventually raise taxes. So the theory is, is, you know, pay those taxes now. And then when you're later in retirement, when your assets accrued and you're having to take RMDs, um, you're going to be paying a higher tax rate. But it is an extraordinarily complicated calculation to determine in actuality if it is worth it for someone. It, for most people, I would say, um, you know, the the value is there um, for some people who have especially higher income people. But for most people we see on a day to day basis, if you and your spouse are going to earn less than one hundred or one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year in total income from your pensions, from your investment income, from your uh, other sources of retirement, like Social Security, if it's going to be less than one hundred or one hundred twenty, we typically don't recommend Roth conversions unless uh, you've got a special situation where you're going to be able to not maybe work while you're converting those uh, assets to Roths. So it's it's an extraordinarily complicated calculation. You want to make sure it's done right. Otherwise, you could end up making a mistake. You could take out too much in any given year, bump yourself into the next highest tax bracket, uh, and the value proposition will diminish. Um, and also, the biggest thing is determining on the front end if it's right for you. Not everyone, and I would uh, presume most people, uh, given everything we've seen, 
aren't really candidates for Roth conversions. Um, so you need to work with someone who has experience doing those Roth conversions, can calculate how much you can convert each year, given your work status and how much income you're making and what your end goals are, what your RMDs are going to be, uh, and when they will be there, what your rate of return is going to be, how old or young you are. There's lots of different variables to go into. So we'll definitely work with a professional to make sure it's done right uh, and that if it's needed at all. Great question, though. I mean, I tell you, it just uh, just hearing all the different possibilities, if you're out there and you're thinking about your retirement, make sure you have a plan. Make sure you're working with someone that knows the ins and outs of, of, of just planning for retirement. And they do this on a daily basis. We're going to give you an opportunity to sit down with Simon and Simon Financial, no cost or obligation here. Uh, after this final question from New Orleans, Victor is asking, Chad, handle this one for us. Here it is. Uh, Victor says, I am 79 and I'm drawing about 2200 in Social Security retirement benefits per month. I am going back to work. Will this impact my current Social Security retirement benefit? Hey, Victor, thanks for the question. Um, the answer is yes, but in a positive way. So um, a lot of people worried if they take Social Security and they're still working, they worry about what's called the earnings limitation. But that that's and what that is, is it's a penalty on working and making too much income when you are too young, before your full retirement age. But since you are 79, um, the only benefit is extra earnings because you're working. So again, the short answer is no. And I commend you, there is no uh, earning limitation. So there's no um, impact, negative impact. In fact, you will get extra earnings credit, which should actually increase your benefit over time. And also I commend you for going back to work at 79. You're, sound, you're starting to sound like my old man, uh, who's uh, Gerald, who's still working here at 82. So uh, congratulations on going back to work. Hope it's something you enjoy. Uh, and hope that answered your question. Thanks, Victor. All right. Well, Q&A in the books. Now it's time to open up five spots. Grant, we're going to bring you in. What's going to happen for these five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. Now, there's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least 200000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your ca cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. All right, five spots, Simon and Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. If you got at least 200,000 saved towards retirement, call now, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. They will go fast, 800-728-2225. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Chad Simon and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.